I got 10 minutes on the clock here with Janet Varney. We are joined here. Emerald City Comic Con going on this weekend here in Seattle. We're gonna, I'm going to be there on Sunday. There's going to be tons of stuff. But for those that might not know Janet, she is a comedian, a producer. She does voiceover work. She was in Stand Against Evil. You're the worst. And I don't know, just the master of the elements. She was the voice of Cora and the legend of Cora. Janet, thank you so much for your time. Oh, it's my pleasure, Paul. Thanks for having me. I cannot wait to get up to Emerald City. I love the city and I love the con. I'm very excited. This is honestly going to be my first ever con experience. I've oh. never been able to go to make it to a con. Colorado didn't have a lot of stuff going on. And then Denver got really big when I left Colorado. So that was kind of a bummer for me growing up. But <laughs> how does it feel to be going back to cons this year? And, and tell me a little bit about your, your history with cons in Seattle and, and, and coming up here. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, Dante Bosco and I have been doing a ton of cons together. He's done a few uh, that I haven't been able to do because of stuff I've been working on. But in general, we have really loved getting back with the fans. And I say that as a total nerd and fan of tons of stuff myself. So I always feel weird saying like the fans, right. uh, because that creates a, a separation that I honestly just don't feel. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of just getting a chance to interact with people, you know, for the most part, everybody's always been masked. I appreciate that we're all playing it safe. I appreciate that, that you know, it's a matter of respect and wanting to be able to continue doing these. I think right. that's the key, right, is I get into, you know, I start talking to someone, the first thing I wanna do is rip that mask off because I want the full contact. <laughs> and I think, you know, if you're a performer or you're a people person, you know, you just want that interaction. Um, but at the, I keep telling myself like, this is, a small price to pay for getting a chance to get that human connection going again because it's a huge part of my work and i i don't consider it work but it's definitely very tied to my career and once i started doing cons uh after cora had come out I got really addicted to, it's it's very selfish. I got very addicted to the experience of meeting people and understanding what something I did meant to them. And I think that that comes from, you know, my parents were both teachers. I saw the impact that they had on young people's lives. And I've kind of always felt guilty that I didn't become a teacher. And so <laughs> the fact that, you know, when you do go through something like the, you know, the quarantine and COVID and a pandemic and, and you feel like, what have I, what am I doing? How am I helping? What am I, um, and having, you know, a first responder or somebody who works in hospice or just a parent who had a sick kid or a kid who had a sick parent say, hey, something you did brought me some joy during this time. It is like, I'm going to cry. It's like the best part of this job, period. It's not meeting a famous person. It's not getting a check. It is understanding that what you've done has helped someone or meant something to someone. I know that sounds really cheesy, but it is a thousand percent true. No, it's and it, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, it's kind of why you do it. And it's why you put so much energy and passion because you want to tell these stories and, and connect with so many people. And when you get to play a character like the avatar, that's supposed to be someone that they can look up to and, and, and go to. And so so for you to be kind of, you know, kind of embody that, that's got to be something that that means a lot of you. So how how did it feel to be told that you are the avatar and and how much of a, of Cora do you see in yourself? Well, I I couldn't I didn't understand when I first got the part. I I think I first of all we're all we're very conditioned in show business to get 
to prepare for disappointment and to just assume things aren't going to work out because uh, we, I think people who are creative and you know this, you're a very creative person. Our spirits are, we can soar very high, but we right. can also plunge into the, I don't, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. You know, why did I ever think this was going to work out? You know, we're fragile. We can be more fragile. We can be mm -hmm. tough and we can be fragile. And I just thought, oh, this must just be a pilot, or I was like, what's the catch? Like, how is this going to go wrong? And that's a terrible attitude to have, but that's kind of how you get conditioned. And so when it didn't go wrong and I got to make the entire season right up front and then we did get picked up for additional seasons, I kept pinching myself. I am such a fan of the Avatarverse. I look up to Brian and Mike, even though I feel like maybe we're the same age, <laughs> but I call them my two dads. Um, and And, you know, I think for me, Especially now, you know, the show came out many years ago. Obviously, it, you know, it and Avatar broke records when it came back to Netflix. But when I started going to cons, and again, I would see, I'm seeing these powerful, funny, inspired, inspiring, buff, kick ass women of color coming up to me and saying, you know, Cora's, I, f I, I relate to Cora, Cora's like me. I'm like, look at me. You're Cora, baby. Right. <laughs> you are Cora. If I could take it to the place it is now where women are, you know, young women and people from different backgrounds are feeling empowered to get into voiceover or to tell their own stories or to start a podcast or just to have their voices heard, for me, that feels like a step and a win. And I don't mean to make this about race at all. It's just that for me has been such a powerful thing to be a part of. And it just makes me so excited for all the things that are to come because I feel like all of those women and, you know, in some cases, some trans folks, some non-binary folks, right. boys, it's just one of those characters that people, if you attach to her and you can relate to her, she becomes an inspiration. And so just, again, to have any small part in that advancing the world forward in some way and getting some of these voices that are, you know are being heard for the first time it's just the best feeling dude right. it's the best feeling in the world and 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 to have the avatar be one of those people you know a, a person of color bisexual all of those things that matters and 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 Korra especially the avatar is that and so to yeah. I, I think there's very few characters especially in the world of animation from from my growing up that can hold that power because avatar is so special for people my age i'm 27 and so i grew up you know sure. when avatar was coming out and and, and as, especially with with Korra so what do you hope is Korra's lasting impact on audiences i mean you mentioned it already about about inspiring but but is there anything else that that other than that inspiration that that you hope people get from Korra? Well, I think it's already started to show in that way because you have people like, you know, the wonderful, wonderful creator of this latest iteration of Shira or Rebecca Sugar, people right. who are making new media that grew up on Avatar um, or who, you know, people who are doing podcasts who were uh, kind of brought up on those values. It's so funny because I feel like when you're in the alt world, you kind of hear values like and you think, oh, that's so conservative. You know, you think of it as a thing that's like, oh, family values like that stands for, you know, stuff I, I think is restrictive or isn't inclusive. But it's like Avatar values. All the people I meet who grew up on Avatar are like these wonderful, compassionate, inclusive, self-reflective interesting people it doesn't mean that they can't have a bad day it doesn't mean that they don't you know we always agree but i feel like 
that's your you continue to see that and so i i i honestly feel like what you watch and what you take in is going to affect the kind of person you become and i feel like when i meet people who are super into the avatar verse who are younger than me i genuinely am like oh we're going to be okay mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're right. in good hands the people who are going to take over <laughs> are much cooler than yeah. some of the stuff we've experienced absolutely and i mean it, it, avatar and cora are special shows and, and and not only do they tell great stories they teach you such great lessons about so many different things and they do it in a way that really impacts you i mean what my favorite characters are are almost all animated honestly my favorite yeah. performances all come from from animated things and, and and voiceover just plays such a big role in in in, in my life why why do you think animation is, is so is so good i don't know so impactful no, it's like, I mean, to I me it's you. like my favorite performances are either from a animated movie animated tv show or a video game and and, and they really really resonate with me i think i think you're really on to something paul i i think that a lot of that is the same feeling I get as an actor watching a character that doesn't look like me because it may be a, a mushroom or right. a, a, a person of a different age or a you know an animal or what have you, um, it feels like magic to see that, to, to be a part of that and the making of that. And as a viewer, I think there is something about you know, you get, when you read a book, you don't have any visuals necessarily, unless you're reading a graphic novel, obviously. But if you're reading a book, you're sort of responsible for all of it. If you're watching a movie and it's human actors, that's the, you're, you're, you're getting a very 3D experience of that story. With animation, it, I think it falls somewhere in between to where you can see yourself and other characters easier. You're not thinking about Oh, I like the dress. I mean, I am in the sense I love what, for example, Princess Yue wears. But, mm-hmm. you know, as far as you're not necessarily thinking about, oh, I, I saw so-and-so's Instagram post about right. blah, blah, blah. Like that trickles in sometimes. And with animation, I think all of that gets suspended and you become a part of the world that is being created for you. And I think that allows you to put yourself in those positions and it almost makes you closer to the stuff even if it's the most fantastical way of showing it in a way it gives you closer access to your own emotions and your own heart and your own um strength Mm -hmm. and uh and and so i think it's really interesting i think i never thought about it that way before but i think you really you really said it which is there's something about animation that i think can take you to the next level with how you engage with your entertainment. I don't know. Well, and it, it, there's so much about, I think, the performance that has to go because you have to sell the emotions that are on the screen through your voiceover performance. They might be crying and all that stuff, but if you're not feeling the emotions, it feels when, you know, Cora's about to get her bending taken away or, you know, they, her fan, friends and family have been kidnapped and she's on the run. I mean, that all comes from, from, from voiceover. And that's why it, it's so important to me. Our 10 minutes are up. I don't want to keep you long. I just got two more quick questions for you. Sure. For someone like me who would love to maybe get started, I'm doing the podcast. I record as much as stuff. What's something right. maybe you can do and maybe something that you'd kind of think that uh, is a little bit different than, than, than you might not anticipate when you're getting into the world of, of voiceover? Sure. Well, I think the first thing that many of us do, uh, it, it, people have probably grown tired of hearing us say it, but it is genuinely because it is such a great website, is D. Bradley Baker, who has done the voices of so many beloved creatures, also characters. But if you hear every animal in Avatar and Korra, he's done them. He's done... I mean, he's across Star Wars, Star Trek verse, like it's, he's everywhere. And he has created a website called, I want to be a voice actor.com. 
and it genuinely takes you through it somebody like me can go on there to find out if i should be maybe changing the filter that the pop filter that i'm using he gets into the minutia but it's also a perfect place to start if you just have a passion and an interest in it and you're like where do i start i always send people to that site because i use it myself um that being said you know another thing that comes up a lot as i talk with my friends who are in voiceover is you know acting Taking acting classes, like you put it perfectly, it's acting. You are fully acting. And um, there are different kind of techniques to voiceover that you have to get good at in terms of the tools of your voice and how far to stand from a microphone and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, those are all things that can be taught pretty easily. But being a great actor is something that takes a lot of work. I also always say take an improv class because I feel like that puts you in a position where you are thinking really fast on your toes and it builds a flexibility for you when someone just says stop stop it I want to hear a little bit more sad being able to take that note in the moment and immediately make that adjustment goes a very long way towards getting a job because a lot of us you know we we want something really badly and so we rehearse it and we rehearse it and we have this fixed idea of well this is how I planned it so that's the only way I should do it because right. that's the way I'm prepared to do it and when someone throws something at you and says uh 10 years younger the impulse is like, but that's not what I planned. Right. <laughs> and that's what's so wonderful about improv is you you learn very early on to give yourself permission to throw all of that away and still trust yourself. Yeah. So absolutely. highly recommend improv. All right. I'm writing that down. That's a, that's going to be yeah. next on my list. But but Janet, thank you so great, much. The Jet City Improv is great, by the way. Shout out to Jet City in Seattle. Great okay. improv. There we go. All right. Great. Even more to, to, to know. I, that's, I have a lot of acting things. I, I have no problem talking into a mic, but there's a lot more into the technique and the practice that, that, that I would have to work on. But Janet, thank you so much for your time. What, uh, for, for those attending Emerald City Comic Con, what are you, where, where are you, uh, where are you going to be? Where can people come find you? Sure. I mean, I assume that I'm going to be with all the other voiceover folks who are signing um, and meeting folks. I will be there Friday, Saturday and part of Sunday. I have to get back on a plane, unfortunately, um, after uh, like mid afternoon on Sunday. But um, it's it, it's just down where all of that kind of stuff happens. I say down. It might be up. I don't know. I'm used to being we're used to being like in the bottom floor <laughs> of a convention center. I'm already picturing it. Uh, but no, it's a that's a beautiful con. And um a great space and and so we'll be there and then as you mentioned we have a panel i'm pretty sure it'll probably be dante bosco and steve bloom and i uh, at least because it's an avatar themed panel and if you can't make it to the con but you want to check out the podcast that dante and i do together called braving the elements it is a avatar verse podcast we have been breaking down every episode of book one of avatar the last airbender we're going to take that podcast all the way through legend of Korra and everything avatar studios does and we also have tons and tons of behind the scenes interviews with castmates, famous people who love Avatar, who just want to talk about it with us, the creators, the the fight choreographer, everybody you can imagine that has anything to do with the universe. You will get such a deep dive with every episode and it's free and it's anywhere you get podcasts. Incredible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right up my alley. It's, it's I've heard a couple episodes. It's really cool. And the fight choreographer. Favorite part uh, of the show, Jan. I want to keep uh, keep talking to you uh, about everything, but but I appreciate you uh, so much taking the time out to to talk course. to me today. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Paul. Hope to see you on Sunday.